Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. No distraction. Yo, Let me see you. No distraction. No, you're here. Come on, Lord. My God. You are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are here. You are here. My God. You are here. You are Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, 
anything distract you this morning. Just let him minister to you this morning. My God. I want to talk about you like you're not in the room. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you for your peace. We thank you for your presence. We thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you for your love. We thank you for the sincerity of who you are in Christ Jesus. In the room, look right at you. This is all about you. This is all about you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No distractions. to you this morning. Just let the Holy Spirit sing to you and envelop you in his love. Oh, at the sound. So give me the Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Understanding devotion Thank you, 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 My God, my God, 
Some of you need to just take a deep breath and just breathe him in this morning. Breathe all of his goodness in and just release. My God. We receive you today, Father God. We receive you as Lord. We receive you as King. We receive you as Father. We receive you as Provider. We receive you as Protector. We receive you as the lifter of our heads. We receive you as our strength. We receive you personally this morning. We enter into your gates with thanksgiving. We enter into your courts with praise, Lord God. We receive all that you desire to be to us today, Lord God. We receive you as our Father. We receive you this morning, Lord God. We will not reject you, King. Ooh. We will not reject you, King. We bow before your throne. <laughs> we bow before your throne. We lay all we are at the altar this morning, Father God. We thank you for fresh grace and we thank you for brand new mercies and we thank you. You are healer. We thank you. You are healer. We thank you, Father God, for you are the mender of the broken heart. My God, I just want to stand for all of you who have been grieving. Um, my God, and I don't just want to talk about the death of someone. I I want to I want to stand for you guys who've been grieving relationships. I want to stand for that as well. I want to cover you in the blood. Um, <laughs> because our because we love people the way that we do because we sometimes go to places and relationships that I don't know if we should even go to that place to that extent but the we mourn we mourn relationships and sometimes that mourning becomes overwhelming sometimes that mourning is so real and it's not that you want to be in this continuous state of mourning this relationship, whatever the breakup, whatever the marriage. And I'm talking about those relationships in which you invested yourself in and like people walked out on you or people turned their back on you or people didn't recognize the the importance of who you were in their life. And that's disheartening sometimes. That's some that's some that's disheartening sometimes. Like, yeah, it's it's a like it's a depth, like it's a depth to it. And it's not that you intentionally want to grieve the relationship, it's just your heart is hurting. But there is a God that said he'll never leave you. That he will never he will never forsaken you. And even in all your brokenness and even in all your mess, he is right there with you. There is a God that said he will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He will and, it's, and we're not going to pretend. See, the enemy loves for you to act tough. Like those, those relationships haven't hurt you. Like the time that you invest in people is not important. That the time that you spent in those relationships is not important. It is. Those things were very important to you. And when those relationships change and those relationships switch, even if it's for your good, even if it's necessary for you in this season, it does not mean that you don't grieve those relationships. But can I tell you something? In order for you to move on to your next, I'm just going to be real, real. In order for you to move on to your next, in order for you to, to be able to receive even the fullness of who God is in you, my God, we have to position ourselves to be in a place where God will heal those places in us. Do you know how tender and responsive God is to you? Do you know God loves to... For us to come to him vulnerable. God loves for us to come to him supple. God loves to for us to bring those broken places to him and say to us, you know what, God, this relationship hurts. 
Like this, this, this relationship has left me aching. This relationship has left me overwhelmed. This relationship has left me confused. Can I, can I, can I just speak to you by the spirit today? Can I just speak to the tender places in your heart? God longs to heal those broken places. Been grieving folks, been grieving relationships way too long without ever properly being healed, whatever, without ever properly being positioned in the face of our father, without understanding that God longs to touch the depth of those places and heal you so that freedom can come to you. God doesn't want you consistently walking around with a broken heart. God is the mender of the broken heart. God is the, the mender. God is your champion. God loves you. But can I tell you something? Can I, can I just be real with you? Before he can heal you, before he can heal you, you it's like it's like a AA like it's like alcohol anonymous. Come on, T, even if the relationship didn't honor him, he's still concerned about you. He's still concerned about you. Even if the relationship didn't honor him, he's still concerned about you. He does not want you walking around incomplete and not whole and not healed. My God, he's concerned about everything that hurts your heart. He's concerned about everything. And so I just want to pray for those. I can I, can I, can I tell you, I know what it feels like. Can I tell you, I understand. It's, it's, let me just stay consistent to the Holy Spirit. I am praying Father God, my God, that as we are before you this morning, Lord God, that you are healing our broken hearts. The word of God tells us that you are the mender of the broken heart. And I thank you, Father God, for being the mender of our broken hearts. That you are touching the depths of us in places that we didn't even know we needed to be healed. We receive you as healer today. We receive you as father today. We receive you, we receive you, we receive you. We receive you as all we need to be. All we need today in Jesus' name, amen. And as we pray that prayer, God will begin to mend you and heal you. And can I share something with you? Um, can I share something with you? Even when, can I say this, Holy Spirit? <laughs> Even when people have dishonored you, um, you don't have to worry about dishonor. <laughs> you don't have to worry about dishonor. Um, there are, there's a law to seed. I'm just telling you, there's a law to seed time and harvest. There's a law to sowing and reaping whatsoever man sows, he's going to reap. I'm just being real. Do not spend any time worrying over dishonor whether or not someone dishonored you whether or not someone mistreated you whether or not somebody walked out on you there's there's just in time god will deal with that like in time some people are so broken they don't even know that they've dishonored you some people are so so broken they don't even recognize how much they've hurt you some people are so broken They've not even recognized that they're in cycles and patterns of destroying everything in their path. They don't know that. They don't, they don't know, they do not know. And I'm not making excuses, but I'm saying this to you, and I need you to don't take this vicariously. The laws of sowing and reaping are real. When people have dishonored you, when people have mistreated you, time will deal with that. Time will. Time, whatsoever a man sows, he gonna reap. Time will deal with that. So don't you spend no energy trying to make folks or force people honor you. People will honor relationships. People find validity in relationships when they understand the value of relationships. If you spend try time trying to make somebody honor you, trying to make somebody get you, trying to make somebody understand you, you'll waste time. No, what you got to do is spend time you for you getting healed so that you don't keep repeating the same cycles. 
so that you don't keep ending up in the same relationships, so that you don't keep ending in the circumstances, so that you so that you don't wind up doing the very thing to you, do, do, to the people that so that you don't. Because usually what happens is when we don't heal properly from that, we'll start doing the very thing. We'll just start doing the very thing that we don't want done to us, to somebody else that loves us. And so how we break those cycles is we bring ourselves before God, very transparent, very humble. The word will not, you need to hear me. The word will not work in you until you recognize and deal with the fact that you even need the healing. The word will not work in you. It will not work in you. It will not until you begin to recognize, Lord, I need to be healed in this space. I need to be healed in my heart. I've been grieving grieving relationships for way too long. I've been grieving those that have dishonored me for way too long. I've been, and this ain't about just a relation. This is people in general, the relationships that we did not have with our mother and our fathers, the relationships that happened between friends, the relationships that happened with our marriage, um, the relationship, whatever we felt like grieving those things. We'll grieve. I've, (laughs) I've seen cycles of young people who have not had fathers grieve that what they haven't had for so long, like we grieve what we haven't had for, and it disrupts our process. It disrupts our process. Like it disrupts our process and we don't spend enough time. Come on, Jeanette. We don't spend enough time ourselves seeking the healing um, in in position, in his face, seeking him, drawing unto him, admitting to him that we really need to be healed. Our hearts. I remember um, when uh, my husband died, um, Josiah got up in the bed uh, with me. I'll never forget this because it was probably one of the most powerful statements I had ever heard. And he says, I know that he's gone. Like, I know dad is gone without a doubt. He said, but my heart still searches for him. And that's the best way I'm going to sum that for you. Like your heart still searching for these relationships, searching for these things, needing to be healed from these things. And only God can do that. Like only you can find your strength in that. Only God, only God can like, only God can heal that. Only God can fix that. Only God can mend that. It's not going to be mended because usually what we'll do is try to go attach ourselves to other people or attach ourselves to other circumstances or attach ourselves to other situations. And it's not in attaching yourself to any, any, anybody else. I remember when I've felt the grief of friendships before, like, can we just be real? Like felt the grief of friendships before, like if friendships move on and I'm like, Oh, I'm just going to go get me some whole new friends. No. When you've been invested and committed to someone and committed in a relationship and um, disciplined, like invest your time, invest your heart, invest your money, invest all these things in a relationship and you start to grieve the relationship. We just don't move on. That That's the problem with people with divorce or breakups. We break up and we just go get somebody else. No, you need time for your heart to be healed. You don't even need to be searching to replace. If God wants somebody else in your life, he'll bring somebody else in your life right at the right time, in the right position, at the right hour when he knows you're healed. And you want God to bring someone in your life at the right time, in the right position, when you need to be healed. And I know some of you about what if it's your family? What if it's your mother? What if it's your father? Can I tell you something? He will heal those hurts as well. 
He will heal those hurts as well. The Lord, this is, can I tell you, this is what devotional time is about. Devotional time isn't so stoic and so stern and, oh my gosh, I learned 32 scriptures to, 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 to before. It's, it's a, it's a relationship growing and developing between you and God. It's an intimacy between you and God. Um, that So, Lord, we bring our hearts to you today. We thank you, Father God. Even the relationships between sisters and brothers. My God, mother and daughter, father and son. The scripture says in the last days, there'll be all this mess. There'll be all this strife. There'll be all this stuff. The scripture says that in the last day. My God, Father God, we thank you, Lord God, <laughs> that you are delivering us out of our mess, delivering us out of our broken hearts, that you are the mender of the broken heart, that you are healing us, that you are restoring us. We receive your grace. We receive your mercy. We receive the sufficiency of your grace. My God, now restore us, Lord, in Jesus' name, amen. Absolutely, y'all, healing is a process. I told y'all, I think I'm a trauma specialist in the spirit. And what God keeps showing me about healing, what God keeps showing me about healing is there's so many layers to healing. And so many of us try to rush the process by external things that feel good. And it leaves us dysfunction. You go from one thing to another trying to fill the void. And here the Lord is saying, I'm the only thing that can feel you. I'm the only thing that can change you. I'm the only person that will not neglect you. I'm going to be the most consistent. I'm going to be the most consistent thing in your life. I'm going to be the most consistent person in your life. I know the plans that I have for you. I'm making all things work together for your good. If you'll keep your affection on me, I'll do a greater work in you. I'll dig deep inside of you. I promise you, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm not going to neglect you. I'm not going to turn my back on you. And even when it feels difficult, I'm only pruning you so that you can produce more fruit. I'll never leave you. That's what he said in Romans. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to forsake you. I'm here to restore you. I'm here to bring you back into the fullness of who I called you to be in Christ Jesus. So when we pray prayers like this of transparency and we lay ourselves on the altar, what that does is it opens our spirit up to become supple and tender and the word can begin to work down on the inside of us. It's very, remember we talk about having a tender, responsive heart. Remember we pray that for ourselves and we pray that for others. Remove from us a heart of stone. Give us a heart of flesh. My God, remove from us a heart of stone. Give us a heart of flesh. My God, so that we can receive. Lord, pour your spirit out on us. My God, restore us this day. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. I am such in a season where I don't want to rush the process of God. Things are looking so different now. I'm hearing him. He is becoming so soothing. Last night in ladies Bible study, he was so affirming and so soothing. So take a deep breath and just calm down. Not like that, but like breathe him in so that he can begin to, as my grandmother says, calm your nerves. I need to do something because the Holy Spirit keeps tapping my chest. And when he keeps tapping my chest, Tamika Thomas, Tamika Thomas, we need to be a blessing to you today. I heard the Lord. You were in my face early this morning. I was praying for you. If you are new to the devotional and new to our family, Coffee and Conversations is not just an online devotional. We are a community of believers that grow in grace. This is a family here. And when the Lord tells us to take care of one of our own, we do it. Tamika Thomas, I need you to drop your cash app so that we can serve you in love today. If the Lord leads you to sow into Tamika's life today, please sow into Tamika's life. If you don't, don't don't feel grieved by what we're doing. We obey God. I need to we need to be a blessing to Tamika today. I heard the Lord you were in my face early this morning, woman of God. And so I want to honor God. Um as soon as she drops her cash app, um 
Jess, will you pin her cash app? Nisi, will you share the cash app on Instagram? Will y'all put the cash app as well on YouTube? We want to bless our sister today. We just want to obey and okay God. And when God does this, it's not for any specific reason. It's just because he knows. And whatever he knows, that's what we're going to honor. So, Tamika, please share your cash app with us. Let us, Tamika Thomas, T-O-M-E-K-A, Thomas, um, and let us be a blessing to you today and honor God um, and bestow his love on you. So if God leads you, do that. I want to share something with you. Um, it's funny because last season we were in a season of the building the altar and this season is a season of intimacy and us growing closer to God and we did a 31 day fast when we did the 31 day fast from January to 31 I know for a fact that hell tried to come against the 31 day fast because in the middle of the fast my emails stopped working just different things but it is so funny because at the end of the 31-day fast, um, even yesterday, Judah and I were having a conversation because the boys did the fast. The boys did the fast with me. And Judah came into me and he said, because know that when we fast and we're looking for God for answers or we're believing God to grow us, it doesn't necessarily all we need revealed during the fast. A lot of what happens comes a lot of what happens comes after the fast, right? And so, uh, is Tamika still on here? Did she hear me? Um, a lot of what happens comes after the fast. And so, Judah came to me yesterday because two different things were revealed to us in this household. And it was amazing to see the power of him recognize how important a fast was. He was like, man, and this was after the fast over. He was like, man, mom. During the fast, God revealed to you some things that I was struggling with. And also during the fast, God gave me a word for you. And he did. He stood his little self in the door and gave me a word the other day. And it was so powerful. He stood in the door and he told me something the other day. I can't reveal all he said to me, but it was something I was struggling with. And he looked at me and he was like, this is the last time we're going to discuss this. This is the last time we're going to discuss this. I was concerned over some people. Can I share that Holy Spirit? As I was concerned over something. And he said, let me tell you something. This is the last time we're going to discuss this. The same power that worketh in you is the same power that worketh in them. The difference is you believe when you receive and they do not. Don't spend no more time on that. That's what his little self told me. That's what his little self told me. Don't spend no more time. The same power working in you is the same power. That's what he told me. And I just looked at him because I know he was speaking by the Lord. And so this is a year of intimacy for us. God is bringing us to a place of intimacy and intimacy and prayer, right? of intimacy and devotion, of intimacy so that we can grow and understand what it's like to pray heartfelt prayers that change our life. So I want to give you this little, this little, and I just looked at him because he spoke strong by the spirit. That was a few days ago. And then he came back and said, did you, do you recognize that this was the word of the Lord for you after the fast? And I just kind of looked at him and I was like, yes, it was the word, word of the Lord for me after the fast. It was the word of the Lord for me after the fast. So I thank God for his faithfulness. But that's the level of intimacy that God is bringing us to in this season and this hour and this time and in this minute. And I am so grateful for who and for what God is. All right. So let me give you a word. We are we're still going to go over here to Exodus. There's still there's still a powerful prayer. We're going to pray this week. But I got to share something with you um, that God wanted me to share to you this morning, because I think we need to. I think this needs to be revealed to us before we move into the things that we're getting ready to pray, to stand and to believe God for, right? To believe God for. So this is uh, Galatians 3 and we're going to the 23rd verse. It says, now before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law 
perpetually imprisoned, imprisoned in preparation for the faith that was destined to be revealed. So before faith came, before we accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, we were governed under a law, right? 24th verse, with the result that the law has become our tutor and our disciplinarian to guide us to Christ. So the law was necessary. The law was our tutor and our disciplinarian to guide us to Christ. That was the point of the law. Um, as a matter of fact, when people are like, we're not under the law, Jesus is clear in saying, I did not come to abolish the law. I just really came to confirm. I came to confirm what the law was leading to, how the law was leading us to holiness. So the law is still important, right? We're, what's being revealed to us now is our identity in Christ. The law began to set the stage for Christ. The law began to set the stage for Christ. So it says here, with the result that the law has become our tutor and our disciplinarian to guide us to Christ so that we may be justified. That is decreed, declared, free of the guilt of sin and its penalty and placed in right standing with God. You need to type that. You need to write that in your notes. I'm free of the guilt of sin. And it's penalty. And I'm placed in right standing with God. So when condemnation comes in and lies to you and tries to tell you you're bound, you're no longer bound in Christ Jesus. You, in fact, are free. You are free. When I understand I'm free, my prayers begin to look different. When I understand I'm free, my intimacy with God begins to look different. When I understand I'm free, I walk around different. I, I talk different. I, I, I move different. I act different, right? So you need to write that in your notes. I am free. I am free of the guilt of sin and its penalty. And I am placed. That's important. Put that also. I'm placed in right standing with God. I'm placed in right standing with God. My God. So, and, and you know the scripture always says, and a little child will leave them. Yesterday, we were getting to school. We were going to school, and we were late. This is the thing we have to work on. Everybody knows we late to school. I don't know what our deal is with school, but we're going to have to figure out how to get to school on time. And as we were driving up, and I was driving up to the middle school to drop Judah off, um, I said, do you ever worry about being late like you late, Judah? <laughs> Like you late, do you ever get in trouble for being late? Like, are you worried about being late? He said, no, nah, ma. I said, so what happens when you walk in there? He said, oh, nothing. He said, I walk in here like I belong here. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I'm learning so much in this little boy. He said, I walk in here like I belong here. No, I don't go in here with my head down. No, I don't go in here in shame. No, it don't matter that I'm late. I walk in here. I walk in here like I belong here. That's the same relationship. That's the same authority. That's the same life that God wants me to live. Jasmine, it's deeper than that. We already prepared. My day is scheduled out. It's deeper. It's deeper than that. It's deeper than preparing the night before. So walking in the same, same authority. It's the same authority. He said it's so big. He said, no, nah, ma, I walk in here. Like he said, no, nah, I belong here. So I don't have any shame when I'm walking in here. I walk in here as if I belong here. That's the level of relationship that our righteousness begins. That's the level of relationship that God desires. When I'm free of guilt, when I'm free of sin, when I understand I'm right standing, I walk in kingdom as if I belong. I act in kingdom as if I belong. So when he got his little self, when he got his little self out the car, he walked his little self right on, right on up the door, 
right? Right on up to the front door. And I watched him. His head wasn't bowed. He wasn't messed up. He said, no, ma, I belong here. I walk in here as if I belong here. So once we understand our righteousness, we don't walk as if we bound. We don't pray as if we bound. We're not talking to God as if he's not our father. We're talking to God as if he's our father. Tamika, okay, I see Tamika's cash app. It's on, her Facebook went out. Tamika is on YouTube. So just get her cash app and put it on Facebook and put it on Instagram. Thank you. It's dollar sign nurse Thomas 73. So if your cash app went out, Tamika, I know the enemy didn't want you to get this blessing. So I know that this is a designated blessing from God. Tamika is her Facebook went out right at the place that we were getting ready to bless her. So she is on YouTube. Ain't this something? Ain't this something? My God. So with the result that the law has come. So now we're just justified and free. So now as in this adoption of who we are, this is why Romans 12 and 2 is so important. Renewing our mind in the word so that we can walk like we belong here. Come on now. So we can walk around as if we belong here. So we can, man, I thank you for that, Tamika. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for that. I know, I know my God. Anyway, so, so 25th, but now that faith has come, we are no longer under the control and authority of a tutor and disciplinarian. For you who are born again have been reborn from above. My God, you have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, and sanctified. Write that in your notes this morning. I am spiritually transformed. I am renewed and sanctified. Are all, all, all children of God. My God, we are all children of God. <laughs> set apart for his purpose with full rights and privileges, right? Set apart with his purpose. I just told you, little boy said, I ain't that missed about being late. I still belong here. Me being late. Come on. That's a word for somebody. Me being late does not keep me from belonging here. Me being late does not keep me from belonging here. Me, except me being late. Come on, y'all. This is so powerful. Me being late doesn't mean I don't get to go to my father. Me being late doesn't mean I don't belong here. My God. He said, for where you are born again, have been reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified, and are all children of God, set apart for his purpose with full rights and privileges through faith in Christ Jesus. Your faith in Christ Jesus spiritually transforms you, renews you, and sanctifies you and makes you a child of God. Come on, Julia. Come on now. Come on, me being late. <laughs> Come on, Judah J. I'm going to have to sew in the Judah again. <laughs> me being late does not mean I don't belong here. This is so powerful. That doesn't change who I am. It doesn't change what God says about me. Jesus Christ has already spiritually transformed, renewed, sanctified me, right? And he's doing this for a specific reason. This is why the enemy doesn't want you to learn how to pray prayers that move God that transition, that bring heaven, bring heaven to earth. This is why he doesn't want you to sit at the feet of Jesus. This is why he don't want you to have dove's eyes. This is why he wants you to be distracted. My God, it says his purpose will full rights and privileges through faith in Christ Jesus for all who were baptized into Christ, into a spiritual union. When you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, my God, Come on now, when you accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, my God, when you're in a spiritual union, my God, you are anointed, you are brought, you're clothed with Christ. 
You're taking on the characteristics. You're taking on the values of Christ. You're becoming more like Christ. 28th verse. There is now no distinction in regard to salvation. Come on, y'all. There's no distinction. Your blemishes, the things that you've done wrong, the mistakes that you've made, the foolishness that you've been in, there is now no distinction in regard to salvation. None whatsoever. It's not putting you over here in a little corner saying, here go big sins, here go late people, here go messed up, here go spot, here go speckled, here go striped. Absolutely not. There's no distinction. There's no distinction in regard to salvation. Neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is neither male nor female. For you who believe are all one in Christ Jesus. Nobody can claim a spiritual superiority. Come on, y'all. Romans 3 and 22. The righteousness of God comes through faith in Christ Jesus for all those who believe and trust him and acknowledge him. Come on. There is no distinction. There is no distinction. There is not anybody better than anybody else. You got to know this. You got to understand this so the enemy can't work this against you. It's the 13th verse. It says, 1 Corinthians 12 and 13, For by one Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Gentiles, slaves are free. We are all made to drink of one Holy Spirit, since the same Holy Spirit fills each of our lives. So there's no sin. And if you belong to Christ, this is the point that I'm getting to. If you belong to Christ, if you are in him, then you are Abraham's descendants and spiritual heirs according to God's promise. That means there are some things that God has promised you. You just got to begin to believe and receive. There are some things that you are divinely connected to. There are some things that are greater than you. There are some things that are bigger than you. There are some things that are more than you. So everything that's been trying, yes, your spiritual sisters and brothers in Christ. Yes, even with your kids. If you understand the relationship of your spiritual and brothers and sisters in Christ, even in your marriage, even in the people you're connected to, you'll begin to treat people differently. You'll begin to act towards people differently, right? There's a, there's a, a promise in accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And it's not just for heaven. It's for now as well. My God, the Holy Spirit is trying to invoke something you in you this morning so that you understand who you are in Christ Jesus. This is your birth or I Sign your new birth certificate. Here's your new birth certificate. This is your new birth order. This is how God feels about you. This is how God feels towards you. Even though you might be, even though you might be late, you still belong. My God. Lord, I thank you for your word today. I thank you, Father God, that we are not imprisoned by our past. We are not being imprisoned by late, being late. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Father God, that you are revealing to us this day. My God, I want to give you one more scripture. Thank you for that, Holy Spirit. <laughs> I want to give you, I want to give you one more scripture. Oh my God. I want to give you one more scripture for you to meditate on, especially for those of you who thought you were late to the party who thought being late confined you or condemned you or that other people, because they have been in the word or been in scripture longer. Mm -mm, ain't we all levelized in Christ. We all levelized in Christ. We all levelized in Christ. Let me guess. Labors in the vineyard, Matthew 20. It says for the kingdom of heaven is like the owner of an estate who went out in the morning at dawn to hire workmen for his vineyard. 
When he had agreed with the laborers for a Daenerys for the day, he sent them into the vineyard. And he went out about the third hour, 9 a.m., and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard, and I will pay you whatever is right and appropriate wage. And they went. And when he went out about the sixth hour, noon and the ninth hour, 3 p.m., and did the same thing, and about the eleventh hour, 5 p.m., he went out and found others standing around, and he said to them, Why have you been standing here idle all day? They answered him, Because no one hired us. He told them, You go into the vineyard also. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his manager, Call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last to be hired and ending with the first to be hired. Those who had been hired at the 11th hour, 5 p.m., came and received a denarius at each a day's wage. Now, when the first to be hired came, they thought they would get more, but each of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they protested and grumbled at the owner of the estate, saying, These men who came last worked only one hour, and yet you have made them equal and wages to us who've carried most of the burden and work in the scorching heat of the day. But the owner of the state replied to one of them, friend, I'm doing you no injustice. Did you not agree with me for a Daenerys? Take what belongs to you and go. But I choose to give to this last man hired the same as I give to you. Am I not lawfully permitted to do what I choose with what is mine? Or is your eye envious because I am generous? So those who are last in this world shall be first in the world to come. And those who are first last doesn't matter when you came in you still belong here ain't that power ain't that powerful isn't that how god talks to us isn't that how diligent god is with us it doesn't matter stop letting the enemy make you think it's can i say that holy spirit i only would say with you stop making the enemy make you think it's too late for you to walk in the fullness of what god called you to walk in this season nothing is too late it's not too late for you to do it. It's not too late for you to get married. It's not too late for you to get, have a baby. It's not for you too late for you to start ministry. It's not for you, too late for you to do the work of the Lord. You're not condemned by your past. It does not matter. So I thank God for our late to school because had we not been late to school, I would not be able to use this story. Come on, y'all. All things work together for our good. Had we not been late to school, I would not have been able to make this flame. I would not have been able to use this little boy's testimony in our lives. So even though you late, come on now. You need to type that in your comments. Hashtag Judah J. Even though you late, you still belong here. Does not matter the time or the hour. God just levelized that thing today. He just levelized that thing today. It does not matter. He all the, all the excuses went out the door. He just levelized that. He is right. It does not matter. You still belong here. He put some on that today, and I thank you for your word. I thank you for your word, my God. I thank you for your word. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. Yeah, come on, Tracy. You got to declare that I still belong here. This is the Lord. Let me speak the priestly blessing over you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I want to talk to you about two things. One, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, you're not too late. You're not too late. You're not too late. You're not too late. It's never too late. And this is the moment. This is the hour. This is the moment. This is the hour when you accept him. Yes, Vicky. You- Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.